Welcome to KALA This Week. I'm David Baker, sitting in for Bailey Winfrey this time. On this edition of the show, we're going to hear from all of our regular student contributors. Anna Vary, Maketa Verdon, Sierra Mari, and Ryan Schistel. This is the 11th edition of this program, which we started this fall. First up is Anna, with a special interview segment on KALA This Week for December 2nd, 2022. Hello, KALA listeners. This is Anna Berry with KALA This Week. Today, I am joined by Allie Kane, a freshman here at St. Ambrose University, to talk about a local business and student entrepreneur vendor fair that took place this week on campus. Hi, Allie. Thank you for coming and talking with me today. First, why don't you start by introducing yourself to the listeners? Hi, my name is Allie Kane, and I'm a freshman here on campus. I'm majoring in business management and accounting with a minor in entrepreneurship. And I'm also on the track team here at Ambrose. Awesome. So now this week on Monday, November 28th, Enactus hosted a student entrepreneur and local business vendor fair. What is Enactus? So Enactus is a club on campus and we mainly focus on entrepreneurship for the greater good. So we work on the sustainable development goals and we create projects that help solve those goals. That's wonderful. Could you talk now a little bit more about what this event was? Yeah, so our vendor fair was mostly to highlight student-owned businesses. And then we also invited some other members from the community who could come as well and participate. And I think we had a pretty good turnout. Um, What type of businesses came? Um, There was all sorts of businesses. Um, Dr. Senjum's entrepreneurship class actually came and they presented their projects that they've been working on all semester. I know there was a yogurt bowl, um, smoothie booths, uh, caramel apples, and there was also um, a local craft fair vendor. And then DJ Ocean, he had his t-shirt business called Black Ocean. And then I was also there. Yeah, so why don't you talk about your booth and why you were there? So back home, I ran a bakery called Kane's Confectionery Creations, and I've been doing it for about three years now. I typically make wedding cakes and birthday cakes and things of the sort, but um, on Monday, I sold some chocolate chip cookies. Oh, wonderful. And if listeners are interested in checking out your business, where can they find you? So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I think the at is at Kane's Confections, but you can find it just by searching Kane's Confectionery Creations. Awesome. And what type of baked goods and awesome delicious treats can you make for these listeners that are interested? So typically I do decorated sugar cookies. Um, I also do um, custom ordered birthday cakes and wedding cakes, but I'm on order only because... I'm not home all the time now that I live on campus. Definitely. That's wonderful. And I hope some of the listeners check out your business and, you know, support local and, you know, try some tasty treats. Going back into what Enactus is, um, could you talk more about like events that Enactus does or like if a student were to join Enactus, what would they expect? So we mainly focus on all sorts of different entrepreneurship ideas that students can have. Um, while also focusing on helping the community. So right now, our main project is Be Nourished Food Pantry, which we were actually there this morning um, handing out food at like 6. Well, we got our truck in at 6 a.m., and then we had to package all the food up, and the kids 
Um, we passed the food out around 4.30 today. Um, so that's like a monthly thing that we do. And then obviously all the background work for that as well, focusing on the zero hunger sustainability goal. And then we also run B-Bikes, which kind of branched off into its own club. But just to act, um, for students to rent bikes on campus and get around a little bit more easy. And we have plenty of more ideas in the works. And we actually got to go to Puerto Rico this year. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. We got to go. It was the World Cup. And we got to watch teams from all over the, all over the world compete. And Egypt won, and their project was amazing. And I hope that Ambrose one day can have a project as large-scale as that. Definitely. That's awesome. And I love how you guys are bringing in the community and really focusing on, you know, developing and working towards those goals that um, we have set out to achieve one day. And so that's wonderful. And so if students are wanting to participate in an actus or get involved, how can they reach out? Um, so we have our email address, anactus at SAU. And you can reach out and we'll add you to our email list. We meet every other Friday at 2.30, but that may change with the semester. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Allie, for coming and talking with me today. And thank you, the listeners of KALA, for tuning in to this week's episode of KALA This Week. Once again, it's Anna Berry, and I'm signing off. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ryan Schistel, and this is the sports segment of KALA This Week. In this segment, I will be discussing the track and field teams, women's basketball, men's basketball, and then the wrestling team here at St. Ambrose. So starting off with the track and field team, the track and field teams for both the men's and women's will compete in the Frigid B Invitational tomorrow, December 3rd, starting at 11 o'clock a.m. The Frigid Bee Invitational will be held in the WRC Fieldhouse. And just some of the schools that the bees will be going up against include Augustana, Grandview, Iowa Wesleyan, Missouri Baptist, Roosevelt, Truman State, Wartburg, and William Penn. It's going to be a longer event out of what I've heard from members of the track and field team, but it should be a fun one. It is one that will definitely get the season started on a good note as this is the first event of the track and field season. After the Frigid Bee invite tomorrow, the Bees will take part in the finals week invite on Friday, December 9th and Saturday, December 10th here in Davenport. That Friday event starts at 3.30 p.m. and then the Saturday event kicks off at 10 o'clock a.m. So this track and field team should have very good seasons, both the men's and women's team have just so much strong talent on it returning from last year. Some new freshmen who should bring some nice young life into the team. So if the Beast can get things rolling early, I would say that both the men's and women's teams have a pretty good chance to make a run in the conference and potentially have another trip down to the national tournament. So the next sport I have to talk about is the women's basketball team. And this women's basketball team started out on a very low note. They started out 1-3 on the year, kind of bounced back to 2-3, and three, then went to 2-4. and four. And then the women's basketball team had their games on November 19th, so a few Saturdays ago, and November 22nd postponed. 
So after those two games were postponed against Trinity Christian and Calumet, the Bees made up their game against Calumet this past Wednesday, November 30th, in which the Bees won 81-40. to In this wide margin victory for the Bees, scoring was led by both Abby Walter and Janie Prestigard, who each finished with 14 points. Walter also had five rebounds and one assist on the day, while Prestigard picked up a double-double with her 14 points and 10 rebounds. Prestigard also added three blocks to the day, as Walter added two steals. Outside of that, in the starting five, Anna Plummer put up 12 points, Mel Stewart put up two, and Caroline Cool put up four. Off the bench, the leading scorer was Caitlin Thole, who had seven points, closely followed up by Olivia Harder with six, and Olivia Cantu with six. So this Bees women's team shot 52% from the field, 42% from beyond the arc, and 57% from the line. So nice shooting by this women's team as they improved their record to 3-4 and four on the year and 2-2 two and two in conference. One thing to note, this women's team is 3-0 at home, 0-3 on the road, and 0-1 in neutral sites. So they're definitely going to have to figure out a way to pick up some wins on the road or else it's going to be a long season for the Bees. The Bees' next game comes against Trinity International this Saturday, December 3rd at 6 o'clock p.m. It was originally supposed to be a doubleheader at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock for the men's team, but you know some things happen that I'll talk about when I get to the men's team. Um, so the men's game has been canceled, and the women's team flexes their game to 6 o'clock. That game will be played at the Lee Loman Arena here in Davenport, Iowa, on campus of St. Ambrose University, where KALA will be live on the call. After that game this Saturday, the Bees will take on Haskell at 5.30 on Wednesday, December 7th, in the Lee Loman Arena, and then we'll take on Bellevue next Saturday, December 10th, at home. So a nice little home streak here for the Bees to look to improve their records. Trinity International is a conference opponent. Haskell and Bellevue are not, but nevertheless, it would be nice to pick up three straight wins, get above 500, and really just improve from there on a strong Bees season. Now that the women's team has been talked about, it's time to talk about the men's basketball team who is currently taking a pause in their season as senior center Patrick Torrey sadly passed away over Thanksgiving break, so the team has suspended play. The Bees games against Trinity Christian and Calumet, like the women's team, were both postponed. This Saturday's game against Trinity International is postponed, and the game on Monday, December 5th, against Mount Mercy at Mount Mercy has also been postponed. This men's team obviously taking some time to, you know, reflect and kind of keep Patrick Torrey in their memories. The only thing that they've competed in was a scrimmage against D1 SIU Edwardsville this past Tuesday in which they lost 89-54. Top scorer in that game came off the bench for the Bees in Amari Wills, who had 10 points. The top scorer for the Bees in the starting five was Grant Mason with 8 points. One thing I would like to give a shout-out to SIU Edwardsville as in the first time outbreak, they kind of talked about Patrick Torrey and just kind of, you know, put his picture up on the screen. So it was kind of nice to see that SIU was thinking about the Torrey family, as they said. Um, and, you know, they just kind of wanted to keep all of the St. Ambrose family in their prayers. So, you know, I think this men's team is going to dedicate the rest of their season to Patrick Torrey, and I feel like that's going to give them 
the you know want to continuously win in his name. It's just so extremely sad. The final sport to talk about is the wrestling team, and the wrestling team has been in action a few times on the SAUB's website. A lot of their you know kind of opens or events don't have team scores, but so far this year, out of the team scores that are posted, the Bees faced off against Cornell Wednesday, November 9th, and they lost to Cornell 3-38. to And then the Bees also lost on the 9th to Iowa Wesleyan 16-32. to Both of those were at home. This past Tuesday, the Bees competed at William Penn, facing off against Central Methodist, losing 16-29, to and then losing to the host William Penn, 20-31. to so this wrestling program looks to turn things around today as the Bees w- are in Grand Rapids, Michigan for the Blythe Memorial Duels. The Bees faced off against Wisconsin Eclair at 10 a.m., Defiance at noon, Albion at 2 o'clock, and they will face off against somebody that we don't know for sure yet at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. All of those events have been in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Those are all the sports I've got to talk about. On this edition of KALA This Week, I'm Ryan Schistel. Don't forget to tune in to the women's basketball game this Saturday starting at 6 o'clock p.m. where KALA will be live on the call. You can find the call on KALA HD2 106.1. Have a great rest of your weekend. I hope everybody's enjoyed this edition of KALA This Week. Once again, I'm Ryan Schistel. Go Bees! Hello listeners, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving break. This week you're tuning in on this week's magazine show with CC Stress-Free Recipes. We are going to learn how to make the best pico de gallo recipe inspired by Simply Recipes along with easy tortilla chips that is inspired by the inspired taste. I personally love pico de gallo salsa more than the salsa that is blended and smoother because I like the chunkier pico de gallo salsa. It's just so good, so fresh, and so tasty. So without further ado, let's begin with the ingredients. You will need two to three medium fresh tomatoes, a half medium red onion, a jalapeno pepper, seeds removed if you want it to be less spicy, a juice of one lime, half a cup of chopped cilantro, kosher salt and black pepper to taste, one pinch of dried oregano, one pinch of ground cumin for more flavor. Now, how to prepare the pico de gallo. Roughly chop the tomatoes, chili peppers, and onions. Be careful while handling the chili peppers. Set aside some of the seeds from the peppers, because if the salsa isn't hot enough, you can add a few more for more heat. Place all of the ingredients in a bowl of a food processor fitted with the blade. Pulse only a few times, just enough to finely dice the ingredients and not enough to puree. If you don't have a food processor, no worries, you can just finely dice the ingredients by hand. Place the mixture in a serving bowl. Add salt and pepper to taste. If the chilies make the salsa too hot, add some more chopped tomatoes. If it's not hot enough, carefully add a few of the seeds from the chilies or add a little bit of more ground cumin. If you like how the flavors are tasting, let the salsa sit for an hour at room temperature or chilled for all of the flavors to combine evenly. Serve with tortilla chips, tacos, burritos, tostadas, quesadillas, or pinto or black beans. You can keep this salsa refrigerated for up to five days. And that is how you make simple 
and tasty pico de gallo. But now, here's how to make some easy tortilla chips, fried or baked. You will need 10 corn tortillas, 3 fourths to 1 cup neutral high heat cooking oil like avocado oil, peanut oil, or vegetable oil, and then sea salt to taste. That is all you need, just three ingredients. To make the tortilla chips, cut each tortilla into six triangles. Line a plate with paper towels or a clean dishcloth. Add enough oil to a wide, high-sided pot or cast iron pan so that it is at least a quarter inch deep. Turn the heat to medium-high and heat until the oil is 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Place enough tortilla triangles into the hot oil so that they are mostly in one layer, but not crowded on top of each other. Use a slatted spoon or kitchen tongs to gently push the tortillas down into the oil so that they all have the chance to be coated in oil. Now cook the chips until they are crispy and golden brown for about two minutes. Using a slatted spoon or tongs, transfer the chips to a plate lined with paper towels and lightly season it with salt immediately. Repeat with the remaining tortilla triangles. That's how you make the fried tortilla chips. Now if you want to bake them for a healthier option, heat the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Line two baking sheets with parchment paper or use a silicone baking mat. Spray or lightly brush the tortillas on both sides with oil. Cut each triangle into six triangles and then arrange in one layer on the baking sheets. Bake until the chips are crisp and golden brown for about 10 to 20 minutes. Lightly season each chip with salt and then serve immediately because the sooner it comes out of the oven, the fresher it'll be. That is literally how you make fresh pico de gallo along with crispy and brown tortilla chips which is a perfect pairing thank you so much for tuning in on this week's cc stress-free recipes and i'll get back with you next week thank you well that'll do it for this edition of kala this week you've been listening to the 11th edition of this program thanks to contributors anna Verry, mckenna verdon sierra mari and ryan schistel Previous editions of this program can be found at SoundCloud.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. For Bailey Winfrey, I'm David Baker, thanking you for listening, and be sure to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. Central Time on KALA 88.5 FM and everywhere via TuneIn.com. This is KALA This Week, copyright KALA FM Productions 2022, all rights reserved.